Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, friends. Hello, and welcome to this week's Monkey Nut Punch podcast. And unlike most weeks, uh, I haven't got Nigel with me. I lost him. I think he's down the back of the sofa or behind the fridge. Um, I, thought he was, I, thought, I heard he was doing unspeakable things to donkeys. No, that was you. No, no, that no. Your, now uh... he's away. So so we can accuse him of doing unspeakable <laughs> things to donkeys. Someone's found his ma- someone's found his lucky charms and he's fighting them with a knife at the moment. That's what's happened. Um, <laughs> Hello, Keith. How are we doing? I'm fine, buddy. How are you? Oh, I'm all right. Just uh, suffering a little, shall we say? And we'll leave it at that. But we'll uh, we'll, 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 we'll we've got some bits to talk about this week. We've got um, Peacemaker, which came out finally in the UK, so I could watch it. So I watched that all of that this week, which was good and entertaining. Um, the Halo TV series came out, which you watched, which I haven't watched. I've heard some horrific things, shall we say, about it. Um, we got Star Trek Old Man. Um, I don't know what's going on with that. It's 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 starting to make less and less sense the more I watch it, which is not how things go. It's supposed to be like a picture, maybe a bigger picture of things going on. Um, John Delancey. I love watching Don, John Delancey. That's all I can say about Picard. Um, and then you watch The Batman, and I need to know what your opinion was. It, was it, just, it? I want to know if it was me having the arse with it, because Babster texted me last week, and me and Nigel covered this, where he was like, oh, I really enjoyed it. Oh, I didn't enjoy it. And here's the reasons why. <laughs> I picked it apart. Um, so I need to know if that's me, or, or, or that's um, something else. Anywho. Let's get on with the first one. Let's talk about Peacemaker. Um, so Definitely talk about that. Yes. First things first, my wife loves that intro. I quite like the intro. It's the bit at the end with the eagle, because the eagle has to be present like that, but it's the way it then takes a step forward. It's like, don't look at them. Like, I'm just Fucking off my mark. Let me just get <laughs> on my mark. I... I it, it has absolutely no business being there, right? When you look at it at, at, at the series as a whole. But I know that What's-His-Face likes to do strange shit like this. And I kind of like the intro. It's it's wacky. It's batshit crazy. And I like the music. So I, I kind of... I, I, I like Peacemaker. I enjoyed Peacemaker. I thought... As a TV series, it was pretty fucking good. Yeah, I, I was. I'm with you on that. I enjoyed watching Peacemaker. It was um, how can I put it? First TV show that I've watched in a while that I could describe as competent, written. Mm. Um, there were a few mm. things in there that didn't need to be in there. The the um, I can't remember the black girl, Amanda Waller's daughter, didn't need to be a lesbian. Um, didn't add anything to the story, and you employed someone from another life, which was really silly because no one should work after doing that ever again. <laughs> the, 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 the lesbian storyline did not have any change to the story, it didn't bring anything to the story. So, yeah, I agree with you there, but I forgave it mainly because the rest of the character was okay all right i you know i think we just have to accept that at the moment modern day hollywood we're going to have stupid shit like this but whereas in most other things it really detracts from the story this didn't you can sit here and have a very good argument as to why what was it doing there in the first place and i would agree with you but it didn't detract so much from the story. They did not spend an enormous amount of time on it. You know, oh, you don't love me, lesbian relationship problems. You know, they didn't do that. They had a little bit of it, but not yeah. a huge amount. If that um, makes any sense. It's strange. One of my favourite characters, and it was the vigilante character. <laughs> it's quite. Funny. He was great. He was like their version of Deadpool, without the regeneration ability. Um. He was mad because you saw him and you knew at the beginning when you saw him, he was vigilante straight away because the way he's acting in the restaurant. It was, oh, Peacemaker's back. Oh, mate's back. We're going to blow shit up and whatnot. I I suppose the bit that I really liked was that first scene when he goes to talk to the dad in the prison because 
up until that point, you'd seen him fight, but you'd seen it in a joking way. You hadn't seen him actually genuinely fuck shit up, right? And when he sits down and he starts giving it all the mouth to those guys, you're thinking, is he about to get his head kicked in? You know, is he significantly batshit crazy that that now he's just going to get his ass handed to him? And when he completely fucks over those guys, you're like, oh! <laughs> That's why I like him. character. <laughs> That was badass, that moment, because you didn't know. You you weren't 100% sure what was going to happen. And and I genuinely liked that scene. I thought that was kind of badass. It was. I just liked it because there was a bit where it, um, Peacemaker needs to shoot the uh, senator and his family. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I can't do that. And, and it must be, I'll give it a go. <laughs> he just goes to go, like that. It's like a gun. Um, that was that was good. Um, as I said, he was he was he was one of my favorite characters. I thought he died at the end at one point because he got to the end when just like everyone went down. So I, was I like, oh, thought shit, he, he dead? was dead several times several times over, but the fact that he wasn't is, and that he will be back for season two is quite good. I I, I love the ending. I liked the the whole Justice League. <laughs> I can't believe that DC actually let them say you fuck Rich. <laughs> And then for Barry Allen to go, come on, it's not a rumor. <laughs> Fuck you, Barry. <laughs> oh dear, I like that. It, that the was... thing that people complained about, people complained about that, and I'm like, it it was contextually correct. Yes, it it was in the context of the TV show, and the way the the theming of the TV show and everything that went with it, it was contextually correct. Yeah, I, I it was. I actually respect you know, DC more for doing that because it's been a long time running joke among geeks for years like dc hardcore hardcore fans fucking argue about this shit <laughs> so the fact that they did that and and it was done in a joking way i loved it anybody's got a problem with that fuck off <laughs> it was I, funny. I always, but it was great because he always he had a story about all the superheroes yeah so it was like the one about green arrow being a brony yeah, dressing up in a costume with a thing for his ass to hang out with. That that was just it was just like it always just like I've got a story about this person, I've got a story about this person. It's just like um I enjoyed that. The it was good because also the character kind of evolved too. He, he actually yeah. changed. He actually had development. Yeah. Remember when characters had development in TV shows? He had development, yeah. is it? They all had development in this in the show. Yeah, they did. I did, yeah. And it was just like, this is like, wow, this is what TV used to be like. Do you remember that? Um, that's that's what yeah. I loved it. I'm glad you've seen it, and I'm glad you enjoyed it, because I, I, I generally felt that was one of the, the highlights. Um, I, I wasn't expecting to like it, um, but I did. <laughs> it genuinely was quite good. And I'm kind of glad that it's got a second season. So, yeah. Um, hi, Babster. Nigel's doing unspeakable things to donkeys. That's what I'm going with, and that's what I'm sticking with. <laughs> it's called payback. <laughs> yes, yes, it's called payback. Um, that's what you get for calling in late, though. We, you know, if you call in late, we're, we're, we're less... You said it right at the beginning. <laughs> I know. Um, so, yeah, he's. Uh, it, was, it was good. Eagerly, um, some gags with that bird. They just threw in so many that they could. I love the um, the bit with the helmet, where it's like Eagly can fly over there and drop the helmet on the barn, and he goes straight towards the barn and then off <laughs> into the woods, and then just drops it randomly in the woods. Um, yeah, that was that was that made me laugh. That really did because it was like it, it played the music like it was going to happen, and then he just veered off, and I'm like. <laughs> Um, his dad has chipped him. Mm. His dad has put a chip in his head like Scorpius did to Thingy. Yeah, he's done that on purpose. That's not him hallucinating. He's been chipped. Yeah, his, his dad was quite a, a quite prolific kind of inventor, shall we say. I, I suspect that you're correct there. I think the, the dad haunting him is going to come into play in season two. Um, yeah, I think you're correct. Uh, uh, that's the other thing I really loved. They were like, um, there was the thing where he kills the the butterfly woman at the beginning, 
in the block of flats and they turn to the tech guy and they goes, quick, change it so the fingerprints don't match up. And he went, yeah, sure. And then you find out later that he's changed the fingerprints to that of his dad's. I was like, why did you change it to his dad? <laughs> That's just, just like he changed the first name. <laughs> just all he did is change the first name. That was it. Boom. It was uh, problem solved. It was a tad dumb. It was a tad dumb. Oh, it was. It was. It was. It was good. It was. Oh, I. I just everything about it was entertaining. I miss entertaining. I love entertaining. You know, you had those. You had the. You had those bits in there. There were like three distinct bits in the show, um, where you were like, "Oh, fuck off! Would you please? You're going to ruin something that's perfectly good." But outside those three bits, it was so good to watch, and so, I enjoyed myself so much. And the the wife was watching it along with me and she thought it was it was it was great too um mm. it's it's just it's like the bit where they go into the there's like a factory and and peacemaker just starts shooting people it's like what the fuck are you shooting people i can see it with makes ray vision you could you could have told me that yeah and they have that big fight and then they they come together as a team in the van at the end and they're all like and what so much takes a picture and you're like oh that's so that's so that's a heart that's Oddly heartwarming as people are being murdered in droves. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, as you said, they were, they, each ca- each character had a start, a middle, and an end in that season. They had a development. They weren't. It wasn't. It wasn't just surprise whammy. It was like each character, you know, had had a development. The the kickass blonde at the beginning, she still has a story development, you know, and 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 she goes from being a hard ass bitch. To somebody that you understand and sympathise with, character development. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it's good because Amanda Waller's daughter, she starts off and you kind of like her because she's the one being nice to everyone, and mm. then towards the end when she sets him up and does all these other things, you're like, what a bitch! But then she redeems herself towards the end. Still, yes. character, good old fashioned character development in inside a story, which is always appreciated. I love. It just, yeah. Even even the bad moth, uh, sorry, butterfly goth was it? Yeah, yeah. goth. You know, they saw the development in there. And it's like, oh, we're trying to help, and goth then pretty much repeats the 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 I'll kill every man, woman, and child until I get peace line to peacekeeper. To which he goes, oh, I don't want to be that anymore, and then he shoots. Um, mm-hmm. but that that was that was good, and they got buried under the 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 rubble, and you can see him panic a bit. And what Bush was running down there to help him, the human torpedo joke, that made me laugh. She fucking just fires it up and just goes, boom, into a wall. He goes, no, don't do it. <laughs> oh, and when they're chatting and she's doing the plan, and she goes, activate anti-gravity and the fucking helmet just flies off. <laughs> Did you say activate anti-gravity? He went, mm, I have done. <laughs> and then, then there was the fight with the white supremacists. That's the bit where, I think that's the first time I thought that uh, the vigilante character copped it, yeah? Because he lobs the grenade, and he literally just takes the brunt of the grenade, which is mad. yeah. But he wasn't in one of those like Batman esque suits, which you've got to remember are kind of you know grenade proof in 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 the comic book world. Yeah, look, there are, there are bits where you have to slightly, but the fact that they didn't kill him off, I I like the vigilante character. That was the thing, you know. Yeah, he was significantly psycho, but it, it kind of worked. It it, yes. it did kind of work. And and you know he he cares about peacemaker. He doesn't seem to give a shit about anyone, but he in his own way gives a shit about. Oh no no that's see, that was the thing. His develop his development was he started caring about the others. Yes, he does because yeah. there's a bit where they're having the conversation at the beginning of the episode. Where he turns around and goes, "Cause you're my fifth best friend," like that to what's the yeah. Amanda Waller's daughter. I can't remember a bloody name now. Amanda Waller's daughter, and it's like kind of that means he's considering the other people he's working with his best friends too. Which is great, uh, and mm. again, that shows the character grew, which was fun. That's oh, those good old those good old days of telling stories where things mattered. Oh, I love it. I uh, just it's it, it, even small things. It, like I've, maybe if this was done in twenty tens, might have looked down upon it because quality TV was a lot better back then. But it was still still fun. I had a ride. I thought it, it was and, fun, and I. And I I, I I enjoyed it, um, but yeah, I, I see your point. But I don't know. I don't. Know. I, I liked it. 
but I am okay. jaded, so you could be right. You could be right. All right, so so for the for the UK watchers, if you want to watch Peacemaker, it's on Sky Max. You can do watch the entire series on demand, be it on Virgin or on Sky. Um, I recommend that you do it. Um, it's good. I, I, I've got to check. I left my parents watching it yesterday. I literally found it for them. I started started it off and went right. I'm off. Bye. And I'm going to come back to, to today and see if they they finished watching it and if they enjoyed it too. Um, but that dance. I love that dance. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> like weird gorilla creatures. I have no idea. Do you think they just got into room and said, right, we're going to do the intro today? And then they just came up with some nonsense. I, I do believe they actually got sort of quite a famous cho- choreographer in to do it. No. I read it somewhere. No. I, I think the it idea was done... that they went, let's make some shit up and have some fun. <laughs> Well, he does like dance numbers, though, doesn't he? He he, he, he he always seems to put dance numbers in, be it, you know, dance off in, in Guardians of the Galaxy. But he has that whole dance at the beginning as well, which to me is still fucking brilliant. You know, the bit where you introduce to Star-Lord with that bum, bum, alam, bada. <laughs> I still love that intro. It's the greatest intro to a Marvel movie ever. <laughs> yeah. it's, when yeah, Marvel it's, movies it's good. were good. Okay. I remember um, that. Oh, remember when Marvel was... We had like with the exception of Spider-Man 3, which was so neat, as much as it was you, Marvel. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Spider-Man 3, still good. Um, but uh, anyway, should we remain on DC and talk about the Batman? Um, I was going to talk about Halo. Okay, right. Well, tell me I have, why. I, right. Right, hang on a second. Let me just get this right. So this is what I've heard about Halo first, and you can tell me, right? The director and showrunner has buggered off before it even aired. Okay. Um, and sorry, I just see something. I see something in the chat there. Um, it buggered off before it could even do. It. They said that they didn't bother um, paying attention to the game's storyline, and Master Chief no. takes his helmet off. Yes, and and that's where I've gone. Ah. Oh, and it's a rip-off. It feels Mandalorian. I've heard an argument. Everything that's ever been created for for from a game and that has followed the game story has failed. And Sonic the Hedgehog, which is arguably the most um uh successful video game to movie franchise can i just video, can, can i make a point just, yeah just before you said that you said that every video game thing that followed the story the, the closest you've the, got was the first half of tomb raider the latest tomb raider with alicia, alicia vankanda first half of that i've not seen any video game adaptations that got even close to, to matching any of the stories yeah but they've gone they've stayed within that those rules that the game set so, at least this is the article I read. Whether it is entirely true or not is, 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 you know, but Sonic the Hedgehog, which doesn't stick to any of the game stuff, although there isn't that much mythology in Sonic the Hedgehog, was and is a really good film. Um, I will say this, right? I watched all of the, 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 the usual lot that, you know, make videos about the these things. So nerdrotic, you know, Hill versus Paperface, and they all seem to be carbon copying each other, right? And I watched that first episode of Halo, and I was like, I think it's going to go the way that you're saying, but based on that first episode, it's not what you're saying it is, right? Now, if you don't know anything about Halo lore, which okay, I played up until Halo Four, I don't remember the story that much right? I just remember what the games look like and everything. Visually, it looks amazing. It, I mean, it, it, it just looks fucking amazing. When the Covenant attack at the beginning with the swords and everything, it's pretty fucking awesome, right? There is no surprise whamming in the first episode. Despite the trailer, right? The, the Chinese girl, she doesn't do anything. She's not a hero. She runs around and is just fucking lucky, right? And then sees her dad get killed. Right, and then she's saved by Master Chief. That's it, right? There's no surprise whamming in that first episode. So, so all this shit that they're all saying, it's not there. 
it's coming. I know it is. You you can feel <laughs> it's it. It's coming. It's not, okay, that's fair enough. It, it, it's not there in the first episode, right? The, the entire storyline is Master Chief comes in, everyone gets killed, he doesn't really give a shit, Chinese girl survives, right? Right? By luck. Not through her, you know, being an amazing person or anything. It is pure fucking luck, right? And and it really does show that, okay? She then gets stuck on the ship and the USC wants to kill her because if she survives, she's a, a separatist or a rebel, and if she survives, that you know, politically it's not good, so they're going to kill her off, right? Master Chief has an awakening after touching a Covenant um, artifact. Forerunner. And, it's not Covenant, yeah, it's Forerunner. Yeah, you're right. Um, and therefore, I, I know it from here. Therefore, um, you see, I told you, and therefore he starts having a conscience, starts having memories, and he thinks killing her is bad, right? That's the entire episode. He takes his helmet off. Okay. I don't have a problem with that. Now, I can understand if you're a diehard fucking, um, you know, game fan, you're going to have a problem with this, right? I am taking the line that, that whilst Halo is popular, they have put a $200 million budget into this. You can't make this just, just for the gamers. And and there's a lot in there that I thought was quite cool. Like you know, when he's when he's getting shot at, his shield discharges, and it's got the noise in there and everything. He's got the fucking gun in there. There are stupid things in there, right? There are like vehicles in there that are like a thousand years old, <laughs> and that's really stupid. Um, but it wasn't as egregious as everybody's making out. I I, I didn't dislike it. I didn't like it that much. It, it, I was a bit. Mm, I can take it or leave it, you know. But. You can tell they spent a lot of money on it. I'm intrigued about the human girl in 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 the Covenant headquarters. Um, that doesn't make any fucking sense. No, but they haven't explained it yet. That's the point. It's like I, I get certainly since these 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 channels like Hill versus Blade Place you know, have got so big, right? They. They they don't make videos anymore that that, that that give it any time of day. They they have to hate it right from the offset because that's their brand. Now I get a feeling that this is probably going to go bad. But if you look at that first episode objectively, right, it isn't that bad. If you're a diehard fan of the game, they've probably done some bad things, right? But I won't, I'm coming from this as a as a Nigel. No offense, Nigel. I don't know that much about Halo's storyline. I've played the games, but I don't know that much about storyline. So I'm coming this as, as, a, as a normie, Nige. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> Sorry. but you I didn't think that. Now, you might watch it and hate it, but then you might know more than I do. So I, I can respect that. But I know a lot of these fuckers that are making these videos know fuck all about Halo. They know less than I did. Like that Ryan Kimball or whatever his name. You've never played Halo in your life. Don't even try and act like you have. Um, I I at least played the games. So I just never paid any attention to the story. <laughs> so, um, right. So the first problem I have got is the he takes the helmet off and, it, and it's Pablo Shreer or his name is yeah, yeah. Shriver yeah. Because I always imagined that it would Master Chief would have a ton of implants. Yeah, he wouldn't look very human if he took his helmet off and he looked in the mirror. He the first question. He would do is say, I don't even know if I am human. Yeah. And there's a bit in Halo 4 where oh, this is, I don't even like the games. I can remember it. A bit in Halo 4 where, they, where the Didact fires a weapon and it kills all the humans off, but it won't kill any Forerunners off. And because, hey, because he's so heavily modified, he's so heavily genetically and cybernetically modified, it doesn't kill him. It wipes everyone else out on the station apart from him. It knocks him out. On his ass, but he gets up and carries on. Um, so that was that's what my first that would be my first worry. Plus, it's like it's it's you're not supposed to show the face, sort of thing. That's the great thing. The idea of that is is that it could be anyone's face. It could be black under there. It could be Chinese under there. It could be anything under there. Yeah, yeah. As long as he's got Steve okay. Down's voice, it it works in the game, but narratively. As a story on TV, that doesn't work so well. And if they'd stuck to that, it would have been compared to The Mandalorian even more. So I, I, I can see 
creativity why they made that decision. It is, it is, I'm not joking, it is a big through line from the game. Yes, I get that. Him not taking his helmet off. This is a a game, this is a TV series. I I get it. No, 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 it comes back to respect source material. Yeah? Didn't respect source material. That's the thing, yeah? He's thinking, okay, I don't I know. No, because on, on this one, I think there is an argument as to why they did it. Um, now, look, this is only the first episode. So if we get four or five episodes in and it goes down the same route as, as, as I, I feeling it's right, you know, we might all say, yeah, shit, fine. But at this point, there's only been one episode aired. And to say it doesn't respect the source material, I don't think you've seen enough to make that judgment. Him taking off the helmet, I can hear the argument as to why they did it. If you're going to do I, it, you I, do it like the Mandalorian. You do it at the end of the season. You keep hinting at him taking but, his helmet off. It's the surprise. It's the mystery box. But, What's under there? But, He's ginger. Yeah, but again, it would have been it would have been accused of being um, like the Mandalorian. So I suspect that, that that that's part of the reason why they made the decision. Look, I'm reserving judgment because I have to apply your four episode rule to this, right? And okay. and right now, it didn't do anything that that pissed me off. I am a normie, so I will admit that on this, I am the Nigel in this. <laughs> um, so yeah. I've played the games, and I noticed elements of the games, and I, I quite like those elements. I liked the fact they got the shield recharge sound in there, and everything. And when Master Chief comes in at the beginning, they fucking kick ass, and it's pretty cool. Right, and and there's lots of those little game nods there, but it's not a game. It is a TV series, right? And most game get video game to TV series conversions have not been successful. So they're trying something different. No, and because I every time they do that. them, every time they do them, they do not respect the source material. Well, there's an and argument plus, that they, they also, did. When? Take, give me an example. There's an argument. I, I, well, I the can think of one. Like, they did like Assassin's Creed. The film stuck within no, the... Don't, not within even the... remotely close to the game. Not even remotely close to the game. Assassin's Creed is not remotely close to the game. There isn't a guy... There, Desmond isn't a bartender that's been kidnapped, being held up in an office in some tower somewhere, being interrogated by two people. Yeah? That, that didn't happen. Not even but, close to the game. But the main points happened, though, didn't they? In the respect nope. of that, nope. there is there, nope. there is didn't an association. There is going either. back. There weren't these right, little. They didn't have the thing with the memory frag. Sorry, not Keith. Didn't have the thing with the memory yeah, no, frag until they found the apple of Eden. Yeah, didn't have. Didn't it? Didn't all right, fair it Didn't play it at all. Okay, so the article I read was probably complete bullshit. Then I, I don't know enough I have about not, the subject. To, the close, to the be closest that is the closest is the Tomb Raider film with Alicia Vikander, and I'm not joking. The first half is like the Tomb Raider game, and that's yeah, it. it Literally, she crashes on the island, blah, blah, blah. Her dad's not even on the island in the game. I, I, I don't know what they're doing there. Um, I don't know. So Look. I, this is the first problem. I've never, I've never seen any of them because Hollywood doesn't like video games because because they're the media that's kind of replaced them is the first thing. But, yeah, and they're the enemy. But they have spent a shit ton of cash on this, right? But there was no... Okay, so, right. There is a little bit of the... The reason I think it is going to go that way is because they've done exactly what they do in Star Trek Discovery and Picard, and every person of power is a whammy, right? And and yeah. and I know that's intentional. So I, I I am getting Discovery vibes from it, right? Yeah. So because the other thing too I, I, is they they race swapped two characters in there, so they race swapped uh, Jacob every Keys, show does the one that. who gets thingy. What do you call it? He gets all um, floodified. But, and his daughter, who's the annoying 14-year-old who's bossing you around in Halo 3. But every show does that, including The Expanse, right? So, um... Which one, know, did, hey, which it, one did they... Who did they the, Expanse the Expanse did it in Season 4 with the Doctor female character. In, 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 um, in the books, it is the male father character who is, in, in, in the TV series, is taken down to a nobody character, and it's the wife that is the one that is all the thing. But in the book because I've read all of them recently. So this is how I know they did it, because I watched it side by side. They race, they they gender swapped 
the the the, the two characters of the of the the two colonists with the wife and hu- husband in the book yeah, it's the but, husband um, that says in the, the bomb. grand scheme in the of TV, things that wasn't that no wasn't... but what i'm saying is every tv series does it so you can't yeah just i know but you don't do it with that. that's what... you don't do it with the big characters do you didn't avis aaron i didn't what? all of a sudden become a, a gruff I, yeah but battlestar did it with with starbuck and battlestar galactica turned out to be brilliant all i'm yeah, saying that is was... right that I, was before, I, I think that was before the dark times, Keith. Yeah, yeah, no, look, hear me out here. I think you're right, but I am not going to judge it on one episode because sometimes, just sometimes, things turn out all right. Okay. And okay. And, and I've seen them criticize things. They criticize these guys criticize Peacemaker, and Peacemaker was fucking good, right? This is mm. why right now. I'm not listening to them because I watched the first episode and I didn't see what they saw. It's got elements of it and I get the alarm bells. So I think it's going that way. I'm not saying Mm. I don't think it is. But, you know, look, I mean, the thing is, right, I was told to watch Discovery Season 4 because it's the most Star Trek Discovery's been. And and, believe it or not, it is. Who told you that? (laughs) Somebody that hates Star Trek Discovery, but has said that you you should watch season four because there are actual elements of Star Trek in it. And I hate to fucking say this, but there are. <laughs> I'm not saying it's no, good. No, no, I'm not this even is, this going. Is the Star Wars. This is the Star. This is the no, Star Wars hostage syndrome thing. They, no, no, they they had somebody in the writing room, and most of them were shit. But they had one person that actually wrote something sci-fi. And you can't you can't take that away from it. They actually had elements of an interesting sci-fi story, Discovery Season Four. Okay, and that was this alien race. I will say that. Let's let's wrap up, Halo. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and find some way to to watch it because I think you're right. They do jump on things and they fucking hate things. I heard Gary's fucking take on the last episode of The Expanse. Yeah, so. They complained that the the last couple of seasons of uh, Game of Thrones weren't like the book. Yeah. And The Expanse stuck to the books. Give or take a few changes. Give or take a few changes. Kick through it. Agreed? No, we did. No, no, right? we did. So they no, stuck, to their, the they stuck to their guns to, to, to go with the books. Yeah. So roughly the same shape as the book, the same. So they did that there. There was a natural stepping off point because of the time jump that you get from the like, next three three books. Yeah. And and, yeah. and 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 Gary from Nerdrotic was like, oh, he didn't explain the proto-molecule and it's this, that, and the other. It's like, dude, they haven't got time to explain it. They're just going to do what they've done always, just plod along, get the story out as it should be. That's because they're not ending on. it. They they haven't they're ended not. it. Season six is no. not the end. They 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 wouldn't have done the Kara What's-Her-Face fucking story, right, on Laconia if they were intending to end it. <laughs> right, because no, you're going, no, you're okay, not. who the fuck is Duarte? Who the fuck is that? What the fuck's going on there? And Duarte at the end of season six, looking up at the fucking protomolecule platform, going, "Hmm, like you know, build me some battleships. I'm going to build me some fucking ships that are just going to wipe out everything." (laughs) Apart from the uh, dark gods who don't fucking like it every time they fire it. Bobby takes it down, even though she. Bobby sounds like she fought it single-handedly in the book, doesn't it? She did. She did. Look, she took she. She jumps out the ship, throws an antimatter bomb on it, realizes that, oh shit, I'm going to die. So, what does she do? Uh, like, in typical Bobby fashion, she goes and starts shooting the fucking thing. It's like, if you're going to die, it's go a pretty out. fucking good way to go. <laughs> the thing I liked about that was, hang on a second, just expanse talk for a moment. The thing I liked about that was, like, in, in Star Trek, when they blow up antimatter bombs, yeah, nothing happens. They blow up an antimatter bomb. Everyone on the ship got cancer. <laughs> they all got because the massive gamma burst. Anyone who survived and got hit by the gamma burst doesn't matter how thick the hole was. It was that gamma burst was coming through, so they all wound up, was, uh, up with cancer, which I found funny. I was gutted they killed off uh, killed Bobby where they did. I knew. Oh, it was I was happy she went was out that way. For it. But if you're gonna go out that way, I like it. I like. I know you 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 mentioned this, but I've got sorry. I'm geeking out on the expansive, but. I kind of like how Amos comes back. <laughs> it, it's so Amos. <laughs> it's like everybody I'm... else gets fucked up by the protomolecule, right? And, you know, becomes a bit odd. Amos comes back. He's just Amos. <laughs> I like that. That's, 
that's yeah. Amos. That, that, it just it yeah. fits so wonderfully well. The humanity that was missing, the proto molecule didn't really didn't have, didn't go missing yeah. when we put him back together <laughs> it's again. All Amos. Um, I, I like. That. I liked the I liked the fact that it was Therese, when he was defending Teresa and then Teresa was speaking to the security person, yeah. Turns around and goes, Oh, he's there to kill you. And it was like, oh, hang on a second, you guys started firing and he jumped on top of me so I wouldn't get shot. Yeah, and it's like I think we're talking bollocks. The other one I like is when Tanaka and a fucking uh, Laconian cronies try and take out Holden and that lot. They shoot Amos, yeah, and then all of a sudden fucking um Alex, who I miss turns up with Rosinantes and the PDCs and the Rosinanti are the biggest heroes in the expanse, yeah? And kill Tanaka's crew. There's a bloody pulp. Because she wasn't expecting that. She was like, no, they've got no guns that can hurt us whatsoever. But the PDCs could just tear through you like you're not there. Um, I like anyway. how the Rossi is still a f significant battleship 30 years into the future. The Rossi is a hero. The Rossi is a character. Um, but I am on the final book. Um, but I have just downloaded um, um, the... <laughs> Sorry. My wife has just thrown that at me. Okay. What the fuck is that? Some evil dead cat. <laughs> it looks like an evil dead cat. <laughs> okay, um, I'll keep it. Um, <laughs> right, but yeah, I um, I, I'm loving the expanse, and I'm glad that I, I I read the books. I actually did really like book eight. I really liked book eight. I like um, book eight too. Book eight was better than than uh, book seven, yeah, and better than book nine, which is annoying because book nine's the end book. And I'm hoping well, that given some time, they can repair some bits that kind of outstanding in book nine. Memories Legion is out, which has that short story which happens after. The Fireth and the Falls. So um, that is out on Audible. So if you have not picked that up yet, you should pick that up. I haven't listened to it yet because I'm listening to it chronologically. Um, but that, that comes afterwards. So that might tie things up. But I do know that it ends th a thousand years in the future. And Amos is still alive. <laughs> Sorry, I love yeah. that. I'm a, I'm a mandarin shit, mate. Let's say we can't talk to him because I'm a mandarin shit, mate. I'll, um, I'll have to just uh, talk normally. Um, okay, cool. So let's talk about the Batman. So let's just recap. I didn't like the Batman because the Batman didn't save anyone. He pretty much got most people killed, flooded the city, cocked up really, wasn't much of a hero, pretty much, as I lovingly refer to him, retard Batman. Now, was that me? Right. I, will say, I will say this. It's very, very long. It's way too long. Yes, um, it is very, very long. There are elements that I did like. I like that you get the inner monologue um, that you get in the comic books. Um, I liked the fact that they had that inner monologue playing. That that was a very that's something they haven't really done in Batman, and and it's something that's in the comics a lot. You know, especially in the latter comics, it's it's very much in the Dark Knight re uh, re Returns where there is a constant Bruce inner monologue fighting his demons, right? And there was an mm. element of that in this, which I kind of liked because it reminded me of the Dark Knight Rises, uh, Returns. So I liked that. Um, I wasn't a fan of the Batmobile. Um, it was too muscle car for me. Um, I thought, uh, what's the, Colin Farrell's a penguin was fucking amazing, yes. actually. He was really yes, good. I, um, I did like Jeffrey, uh, what's his far as um, as but, Commissioner Gordon. But, that, that recall, recall hit. Okay, just recall him as a character because my recollection is, oh my god, da, 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 da. oh my god, Jesus Christ! He just reacts. There was a to bit more. He, well, no, he wasn't was given a bit anything. more than that. That than that because there was a bit more because he's not Commissioner Gordon yet. He's Lieutenant Gordon, so or Captain Gordon. I can't remember, but he's not the Commissioner yet. There was a bit of that, but I think there was more. I think he missed some subtle elements there, but I liked. Falcone, the guy, the comedy actor playing Falcone, actually really did a very good job. Um, and and there were, I, I find him quite sinister, especially when he when he's got um, Catwoman down on the you know the ground and he's attacking her, even though he knows that that's his daughter. I thought that was quite, you know, and I knew he was going to get shot. For me, the Riddler didn't work, um, and. I think had you not had 
I think Colin Patterson as Batman was good. Colin right? Patterson? You mean... No, what's his name? Whatever his name is. Robert uh, Patterson. Robert Patterson. Right. Colin Patterson. I'm going to see what the actor Colin Sorry. Patterson looks like now, so I can imagine him <laughs> as the Batman. Robert, Robert Patterson as, 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 as the Batman was quite good. I don't like the suit. I, I, I don't like mm. the design elements of the suit or anything when it's related to the bat. I did like how Gotham looked. Although, Gotham... There is a lot of Liverpool there. <laughs> I mean, Glasgow. there is one fucking shot. There is one shot which I know is Liverpool because right at the end of the fucking road, and they didn't even digitally alter it, it's the fucking Liverpool building. <laughs> and it's right from the main uh, road that goes down to the Liverpool building. It's like, that's the fucking Liverpool building. <laughs> there are two There are um, two passes where they show the Liverpool building. Yeah, well, there was bits where they digitally altered it, but you knew it was the Liverpool building. It was basically... I like the fact that, although there was one shot where I instantly recognised it as Liverpool, that Gotham looked gothic. Right, which the latter right, end I, I, of I, that, you're right. That's they did make Gotham Gotham because Gotham is a character. Gotham, yes, I always and, picture Gotham it's in my head. Gotham's got like um, a sickness, like a madness, and that's why you get people like the Joker and Batman because of Gotham. And that itself. was the biggest, my biggest problem with the last two movie um, movies with what's his face in them. The Batman Begins, Gotham is Gotham. Right, but that latter end, it's Chicago and New York, and you know it, and 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 that was my biggest pr- problem with that. Whereas Gotham is back to being gothic; it's back to being that character, as you said. And that, that me- did he save anyone? He has his home- heroic moment at the end when the Rid- when the Riddler's sort of like cronies um, are all standing on top of that thing, and he comes in and saves. But he goes a bit fucking stir crazy, but. That's not out of character for Batman, but not in year two. Batman in year two was actually more detectively and less raw. It's actually in the Dark Knight Returns that he loses it, right? Yes, and and, it, and not in not in month. year two. So, but I like the. I get why you didn't like it. There were elements. I don't think I disliked it as much as you, but I don't think I liked it as much as. It, as I should do, if that makes sense. As a Batman fan, there's a lot wrong with it, but they've done things that I wish they'd done in the other movies. I liked the detective side of it. I liked the inner monologue side of it. I liked, I liked um, what's his face as Alfred. I actually generally thought he was quite good as Alfred. Um, yeah, apart and I didn't from think Bruce I was going to like it. Dick to him. Yeah, apart from Bruce as an absolute dick to him. It's like what the. F- but they have that. Phase. Yeah, that was the thing. I did not like emo Bruce Wayne. That that I really, really disliked. Right? I can understand him being obsessed with being the Batman, but the emo side of it was just ridiculous. Um, and and that didn't work for me. I, I if they make another one, they've got to fix emo Bruce Wayne. You've got to have the suave, sophisticated Bruce Wayne back. Right, you have to have. That's why what's his face as Bruce Wayne and Batman was so damn good, um, and and why they are still probably the best set of Batman films because he was very good at both sides of it. I I do think Robert Pattinson's Batman was was good when he was in the bat suit. I don't like the bat oh. suit as much, but mm. he was he was pretty good in that, um, but. It's not his fault. They made him look too emo, and that didn't work. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, look, I I can't sit here and say to you, no, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. You're not. I don't think I disliked it as much as you. It was way fucking too long. Um, and I yeah. know what he was trying to do. And in some ways, he succeeded. In other ways, he failed. Um, and unfortunately, I think he failed in the things that were more important. But there was I liked some of the elements from the comics that that they haven't done before were there. Um, it just could have been so much better. It could have been so much better, and that's what's annoying. Um, it was badly edited. It was way too long, and it could have been really so much better. In actual fact, if they focused more on Colin Farrell as the Penguin, he could have become one of the best sort of 
Batman bad guys since really Heath Heath Heath's Joker. So yeah. um, and maybe we'll feature him. That's okay. the Joker. Terrible bit for the podcast for the listeners, but for the watchers, um, the Joker was supposed to be in this. He is kind of. <sighs> He is, he is, but not to the extent that they were planning on having him in there. So uh, some images here from 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 IGN, and it's um, it's the guy with the shit haircut from the Eternals, Barry Keegan or Coogan yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he is, it looks shit. I'm sorry, it looks fucking terrible. It looks like they just mangled a face up and went, no, no that'll do, it's Joker. Um, so instead of you they've know... done, they've done it at this point. But when you see him escape Arkham, um, maybe it'll be different. Look, I don't know. Um, I can understand why people didn't. Like... I didn't like the Batmobile. I thought the Batmobile was shit. Um, sorry, but it was. It, um... I, I like the Batmobile, but for the wrong reasons. Uh, if you read <laughs> Dave's book, if you read Dave's book, he describes the car that the mate he has as that car. It's literally, it's almost word for word, with the exception of the giant fucking flaming bit out the back. Um, but I, it's... It, look, Don't get me wrong, it's a cool car, but it's not a Batmobile. No, it's not um, a Batmobile. It's too, it's too regular car with bits on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's not cu- it custom built. scary. It's not yes. scary. And, and, and the whole point of Batman stuff is everything's meant to be scary. And whilst they, they, they play on that with the bat signal, and that works, um, they, they got things right. That's, I think this, this, this film is frustrating. To me, it was frustrating because they got things right. They got things, you know, I, I, the, the, the thing I suppose that annoys me is this film could have been good. <laughs> had they, yeah. you know, not done emo Batman because Bruce Wayne was never emo. Bruce, Bruce Wayne was many things, but he wasn't an emo. Um, and, and they got that, but, and I don't think that was Robert Patterson's fault. He was made to look like that. Because when you look at Robert Patterson in um, Tenet, that's Bruce Wayne. Mm. There's that suave, sophisticated thing. When they said, oh, we've cast Robert Patterson, I said, well, yeah, look at how he is there. That's Bruce Wayne. Right, and mm. everybody's going, "Oh, yeah, but he can't be the Batman." Well, he nailed Batman, but they made him look like an mm. emo fucker uh, uh, in the thing, and that and that's what I suppose annoyed me. Um, but uh, they got Gotham right, which you know proved to be more of a problem for for um, Christian Bale's uh, uh, lot uh, runners Batman, and you know, but although Christian Bale's Batman Begins is still the the best Batman movie. Um, I had, yeah, look, I get why you didn't like it, but, and I will respect your 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 feelings on it. Um, I, I don't know, maybe I don't know how many Batman comics you've read. I I've got a lot of them, so there were mm. elements from the comics in there that I kind of liked. Um, and I wasn't Marvel. I'll be honest with you, as a kid, I was a Marvel kid, and it was Iron Man, Spider Man. Um, yeah, I get that. Uh, and that was yeah that and the the English version of Marvel English Marvel version of Transformers, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. were the ones I read. Because there's an English version of Marvel's Transform Marvel did UK Transformers, and like Megatron, you can tell the difference because Megatron has a dark, the dark hat. I think it's the best way of describing it. Um, just a quick one before we go any further. Um, um, Colin Patterson. This is what Colin Patterson looks like. Could yeah. you picture him as yeah. Batman? I know Radio Five Live. I... Yeah, there you go. Radio Five Live um, presenter. Yep. There we go. There um, we go. Just right. dressed up as the Batman. Um, okay, cool. So, uh, what we talk Picard about? Sees... Picard. Picard. Right, right. First off, I want to say there was something I really fucking liked. Right, and again, Gary, you call yourself a Star Trek fan. You should fucking well know this. Right, Star Trek. There is a Star Trek The Voyage Home brilliant Easter egg in this, and it is brilliant, right? Um, oh, no, I thought it was crap. No, I it was, was brilliant, because here's why it's I'll brilliant. I'll explain why here's I think it's crap, but you go first. You go first. It's the same actor. It's the same actor, right? And here's another thing. The actor sung the song, right? It's the same song, except for the lyrics in there, I still hate you 35 years on. 
which I thought was really good. It's the fact that it's the same actor that I quite liked, right? And I like, I found it funny when he goes, oh, sorry, like that. Because he looks so fucking like punk in there. And then it's, it's an old guy dressed up as a punk. But it's the same actor, right? And that's what made it kind of cool, okay? And, and, and it's obviously the same fucking actor, right? The minute he came on, because I hadn't heard this, and I went, and I saw it, and I, and I heard the music, and I went, oh, that's the song from Voyage Home. Just re- Oh, my God, it's the same fucking actor. I recognized him immediately. And I was laughing. I thought, that's fucking brilliant, right? But here's the thing, right? You spend all this fucking time, right, finding the most obscure things in Star Trek history, right? You you literally study these episodes and go and pull out things that happened for like a moment in, in, in an obscure back-end episode. Two things, you retards. First off, Guinan knows Picard in the 24... Yes. In 2024. Time's arrow. There was two... There, thank you. Thank you, Gareth. Respect, because I was going to say that. Two very, very good episodes of Next Gen, right? Very well-known episodes of Next Gen. Right, next thing. 10 Forward is called 10 Forward because it's on the 10th deck of the Enterprise in the forward section of the saucer. And it's not called fucking 10 Forward because it was from LA. So, okay, when he goes to visit in the future, that's funny, makes sense. In 2024, it does not make any fucking sense whatsoever. Retarded. <laughs> okay. And I don't get so, it. You've got these. Go on, go on. All right. So, so, right. I'm just going to go back to you. Right. So, let's get this right. It's 2024, according to 2020. It's 2024, according to, to them. Yeah. Yes. It's 2024. 2024. Yeah. They're on a bus in LA. He's got a fucking ghetto blaster from 1980. I know. I know. I know. Look. I, 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 it is, it is, well, it is seriously, a member berry. What a waste of time. It's a, it's a member berry. Do you know what would have been funny? As, as, you know as member berries go, it made me laugh. Hold, yeah. on, hold on a second. Do you know what would have been funnier? Is if it would have been the same person, but he would have been suited and booted, but listening to it on his phone and they ask him to turn it down. So instead of being this angry punk, he's a well to do businessman. Yeah. List watching it on his phone. And he got, oh, yeah, I'll turn it down. And you're just like, and then it's the same character, but he's been flipped around, kind of juxtaposed. Yeah, I get it, but here's the thing: I I, I instantly recognised him as the same actor because of the punk, right? And I know from the fact that it was him singing the fucking song. Okay, that that was the thing. He wrote the goddamn song as a joke. He's a producer, I think. Um, mm. I certainly produced um, um, Voyage Home. Right, but I like the lyrics. You know, thirty-five years on, I still hate you. It was a nice Easter egg. It was stupid. I get it. I get it. People are going to think it was silly. I kind of liked it. Right? It's the only fucking thing. Right? <laughs> In a really stupid episode. I- I'm more annoyed by the fact that actually, by Star Trek history, everyone's dead at the moment. <laughs> right? And 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 there's clones raging the earth, trying to kill people. Right? Because. Third World War in in around, around about now. Okay, they are not the first series to forget that Star Trek DS9 did that, right? And there is another fucking reference to Star Trek DS9. They are going out of their fucking way to reference Star Trek DS9. And this is the thing that annoys me. Obscure references to DS9. That Bajoran tablet, right? That's, a, that's one fucking episode. Okay, it released the Pile Race, but... One bloody episode, right? So they, they they know the history. So what the fuck are they doing? With God? That really annoyed me, the guy in the thing. So how does Guyan not know who he is? Guyan knows who he is because Guyan first meets him in the 19th century, right? And that's how they become yes. friends. I mean, it's, it's not like it's it's not like a thing. It's as Doctor Who say, it's a fixed fucking point in time. <laughs> right? right. It's, it's how Picard knows Guinan. It's why they become friends. In the future, it's 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 one of those Doctor Who fixed fucking moments in time. You can't change that shit because then nothing else makes sense. I know it, it so, is that. The other thing that gets me is the the whole Borg invasion of the drama from Scott Pilgrim's mind because I can't remember a fucking name. Oh, um, right, can you do me a favour? Right, how does Borg right the Borg assimilation happens one of two ways, doesn't it, Keith? 
they yes. either get you and carve you up and put you back together again, which is what they That's did originally. Yeah. And, then and then they adapted the first contact way nanites. with the with nanites. Nanites. Yeah. Yes. So how, That's how the they fuck did she get infected with nanites over a fucking wireless connection? She didn't because the writers of both, of all these Star Trek series, you've got one person that obviously knows what he's talking about, but sometimes gets drowned out by idiots. Right. The next, <laughs> and the next question. Next question is, yeah, right. They can't get the heating working on the spaceship, but they can get the cloaking device working. <laughs> I knew you were going to say the that. cloaking device that. that uses enough power to do a warp drive with. Yeah, that's why you can't. It's one of those things uh, where you have to kind of like, the whole thing. Out. That cloaking device well, hadn't been running for at least a day, right? Before they switched on. Are you seriously telling me? That Chateau Picard is in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like there is like a twenty-mile fucking circle of no one, and I mean absolutely no one living around there that isn't going to notice a big fuck off starship crashing. Right? No one is going to have seen an asteroid coming in that looks suspiciously like an alien spaceship. Okay. Next thing, yeah, we've got Raffi with a fucking phaser pistol in the window. And then she hacks the car, and and even Seven right. of Nine just turns around and goes, "What was the fucking point of that?" So I know why. Because she's going to shoot. She's going to shoot someone ring. later. That's why they're doing it. She's going to shoot and kill it, someone it, later, which is going to have it, ramifications. Here's the, here's the thing to you, all you normies, right? Hollywood still hates women. Right? Hollywood's never liked women. It still hates women because even when it's elevating women to be strong, Raffi's still a bitch and really unlikable. And and dumb, like and and I'm sorry, but she was the commander of the Excelsior. To go from that, and just because one person got killed, hell, I will say this. I will say this again, and I can't fucking believe I'm going to say this. It's, it's going to hurt me to say this, Gareth. It really is. But even season four of Discovery, when Burnham loses, right, uh, or suppose thinks she loses the man that she loved. She still acts like the captain. In the end, she's still the captain of the Discovery. And I don't like Michael Burnham, but I will give them that, right? That in that moment, when she loses the man, she cries. She realizes that everybody's relying on her. She becomes the captain of Discovery. That's why I'm saying that, that, that there are elements of Star Trek in Discovery Season 4. That, and it hurts me to say that because it, it's still shit. But... That um, Raffi's just no. I'm sorry. Just no. None of the female characters are any good, with the exception of Seven Nine, who they've destroyed because for no reason at all. Seven suddenly a lesbian, and that annoys me beyond anything else. That is the most egregious thing. She is an established character. She has never ever wanted Bush. She is sorry, I'm being really but she was she it's already well established she had several relationships in Voyager. They were all men, right? She's not a lesbian. And even if she was Raffi. Yeah. Mm. It's it it, it, uh, it it's it's it is it, uh, it it's I, I watch it like a car crash. You know, you it's funny. A car crash on the motorway, and you're like, "What the fuck have they done?" That's what the first Star Trek cards like to me. The, the first two episodes were actually kind of watchable, right? But the minute they got sent back, and Raffi became Raffi again, and you know, the drama from Scott Pilgrim became that egregious. She murdered someone, by the way, guys, um, and you know, she became stupid again. Um, Picard became subservient to all the women again and look like an old man again. It's just gone back to season one again. The first two episodes, the rest of it, shit. And mm. and that's a pro... And, that, and, and it, it, it's just like... And I, I hate to say this. I'm say it again. Actually, Discovery season four was better than this. And and that's saying something. I, I really don't like Discovery. I had nothing to watch, Gareth. I had zero to watch. And I had... There's loads of stuff. There. I can give you a list of things to watch. Seriously, I can give you a listen. Somebody, to look, look, I will say this. They they did something semi-sci-fi this time round, and 
it's the most Star Trek thing that Kirksman has ever done. And that it's more Star Trek than even the J.J. Abrahams thing. Uh, and in actual fact, arguably, they've done something new in Star Trek in the fact that they encounter an alien race that they can't just talk to through a universal translator. And there isn't wiggle your fucking sonic screwdriver and everything will be all right. And that's what kind of made it interesting. Burnham was okay. the least Burnham-like she has ever been. She's still Burnham, but she's the least Burnham. Like they, 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 they got rid of the the weird, the weird kind of gender binary gay transgender relationship thing pretty quickly um, because that was just didn't work. Um, no, it's interested in it. And it, right, I don't. Yeah. It's depressing me. So. Um, <laughs> It's, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know what to say. I, I think you might have cracked, Keith. Ah, uh, look, I didn't have anything else to watch, and I thought, look, people keep banging on about how season four was so much better. Um, don't get me wrong. Look, they, they've done something weird with the Ferengis as well. I don't know if you see. There's a Ferengi. There's briefly a shot of a Ferengi in 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 Picard. But you see the Frankie a couple of times in um, Discovery, and it looks like their fucking faces are melting. They look like a Ferengi, but it looks like the makeup's all melted. It's like it, 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 they've got. It looks like they, they put a latex Ferengi latex mask from Next Gen on him, and he's gone and sat out in the LA sun for two hours. And it's, it's, it's melted. <laughs> That's what it looks okay. like. It's really weird. It's really right. weird. To cheer me up, I'm not going to put that. I'm not going to put the music on. I'm just going to run this in the background because I just think the dance is so stupid. It's really enjoyable to watch. Because <laughs> I want to end on a, on, on a fun note, and this was silly fun, which is the best way to do it. Uh, I will see if I can find a way of watching the Halo series. Um, just to, to go through, I do understand some of the Halo lore bits. Um, so I, yeah, I'm not the biggest. I'm not the biggest Halo person, but it's still, yeah. I I genuinely think that that these people will end up being right about it. What I suppose I find of a problem is that there's a couple of things that they've they've hated, which didn't deserve the hate. Um, and and that's why I'm sort of like what I didn't hate. Halo episode one, I will probably end up hating it. Okay. But uh, I didn't hate, and I am glad I watched this, because this was really enjoyable. <laughs> it is. There were some bits in it which aren't, uh, aren't particularly... Did you guys... I, I, I missed the bit where you guys covered the Adam project the other on, on, on the thing. Did you kind of agree that there was a reason why that film was on Netflix and not in the cinemas? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was. We described it as as a, a straight to the equivalent of a straight to video sort of thing. Um, yeah, I did. I'm not sure if Nigel did. It was fun. It was like, oh, okay, I think Netflix needs to up their game because they are becoming a little less relevant now with all, all the competition that they've got. Like Stranger Things, those Disney Marvel series that are all gone off of Netflix now. They've all moved over to Disney Plus. So you've got no Luke Cage, Daredevil. Um, did the Levi and Fist behind is the question, which is, would have been a wise move. Um, there is an interesting documentary coming up, which I hadn't realized they were filming, which is the build-up to SpaceX's first human flight. Now, the first SpaceX documentary that was on Netflix recently was actually pretty good, so that might be quite interesting. That comes out next week. Uh, I've been going a lot of real, real crime drama. I think that, I, I'll be honest with you, Amazon is kind of beating Netflix out for me at the moment. Um, this third season of The Boys is coming up. I'm hoping they're going to repair the boys are supposed to kill the superheroes when they go out of line. Yeah, you didn't have to have them kill kill Stormbringer or Stormfront or whatever her name was. Um, okay, that's fine, but they needed to kill someone that season. At least one person they didn't do anything. Yeah, mm. there's a cartoon called uh, The Boys Diabolical, and there's a great one with Billy Butcher and uh, 
um, what's his mush? Um, Simon Pegg. And it looks like Simon Pegg too. So it looks comic book accurate, um, which they did, which was great to watch. And then they had one with Homelander and Black Noir at the end. But again, great to watch. Um, yeah, um, this, this Amazon's kind of beating them out at the moment. But go watch Peacemaker. It's fun. You'll enjoy it. It's good. So, Keith, is there anything you want to say? Um, not really. Uh, thank you, and uh, see you in the next episode. Yeah. We have a friend who's starting up a podcast, but I've got no real details apart from he's starting up a podcast. When I get details, I will share said details. So stand who's the by. friend that's start- who's the friend Bapster. that's starting up? Ah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, so Babster's starting up. I just need some details from that because it's naturally when our episode comes up because we're going to do an episode with us. We're going to plug the shit out of that one. So it's goodbye from me. That's goodbye from me. See you in the next podcast. Bye.